Hello, everyone. Ben Mitchell here, and it's that time again. Time for another batch of festival-oriented squiggly podcast minisodes. We're going back to the Click Amsterdam Animation Festival for another year and bringing you their Filmmaker in Conversation sessions, similar to the Filmmaker talk show we've been bringing you the last few years where festival attendees discuss the work they have in the program. This year it's hosted by Anna Eisbouts, who was among the filmmakers in our last series of Minnesotes from the Cardiff Animation Festival earlier this year. She'll be speaking with David Chai, director of the mixed-media, pun-filled, scatological-slash-environmental mini-epic Space Butthole, also, Araz Kellyan, whose film Undivided is a 2D animated graduation short about a woman who, while preparing a meal, finds her mind wandering to unusual places. And Hertra de Velde with the film Room 29, another student film, this time in stop motion, about a middle-aged man who lives in a psychiatric institution. I'm sure you're all itching to hear more, so over to Anna. I have three filmmakers with me today, so I'm going to uh, ask you all to introduce yourselves and your film very quickly, say who you are, what you made. Go right ahead. Hello, I'm Aras Kelian. I'm from Lebanon, and my film here is my graduation film from Alba, Académie Libanais des Beaux-Arts. It's called Undivided. It's being shown now, actually, so... Uh, <laughs> I hope if you see it on Saturday, you enjoy it. And uh, that's it. Thank you. I'm Gertre. I'm from Belgium, and my bachelor movie is in the student competition. It's called Room 22. No, 29, I'm sorry. Um, and it's basically about a guy in his room, of course, uh, and his mental thoughts are fighting against him. And it's a stop-motion movie. Yeah. Thank you. Hello, my name is David Chai. Uh, I'm from San Jose, California, and I have a film called Space Butthole, and that's screening again on Saturday in Shorts One. Thank you, David. So, um, it is a film about a giant sort of clog of space shit coming from several planets all being sucked into the same black hole. Yes. I hope I'm not giving too much away yet. It's absolutely filled with puns. Like every single poo pun that you could possibly imagine is in there. And that kind of seems like a logical thing once you have the idea. But somehow, and I might, but, but somehow, not intended. To me, it's quite reminiscent of something that's going on on the planet right now. I don't know if that was intended. Where did this idea come from? Well, this was kind of a weird idea because, well, it's a weird idea, but a lot of my films come uh, from people I know or some, something I dream or something I see. But this, the idea for this film came from divine intervention. And I was sitting at a stoplight and the words space butthole came into my mind. So I did, I did, I did a space butthole. So I wrote it down on a piece of paper. And months later, when I had to apply for a grant to make a film, I didn't have a film idea, so I just wrote Space Butthole. And I had to, so I made the film to fit the title. And so, uh, yeah, so the film was based around the title. But you were talking about the environmental message, too? That's, that's some, something that kind of came back to me when I watched it. Yeah, so it does, it does have an environmental twist, and I, am a, I work uh, a lot with environmental uh, shows for kids, like environmental animation for children to teach them about climate, climate science. And so uh, this was my chance to do a, uh, an environmental message 
but have butt jokes instead of cater towards young children. So, Frankly, the first thing that really, really struck me when I was watching the film is uh, the clip that we just saw, is that there is a very, very high security level to enter the bathroom. Can you please explain this to me? <laughs> well, much like the, pub, the public uh, water closets in Amsterdam, you have to pay a, pay a euro sometimes to go to the bathroom, which, so people don't mess it up. So in a nice facility, you'd want to have high clearance so no one taints the bathroom, I think. That was our thinking behind the security of the bathroom. Thank you very much. I also want to open up if there's anyone who's already seen the film or just based on this. Are there any questions from the audience, possibly about why there is a photorealistic butthole hanging up in space? <laughs> then I will. All right, you guys gather your thoughts. Why is there a photorealistic butthole hanging in space? Sorry, I'll get right back to you. I'll give a prize for the best question. A real prize for the best question. I don't have this question, but I just want to say that I'm from Ukraine. And uh, my husband was in jury in Linoleum Festival, and we watch a lot of animation. And now I can say that not a lot of of them are very positive. You know, when you just like look and like ah. So thank you for your positive view of uh, art. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, right. So I was wondering, like, you have the animation and you have the the drawn style, and then. To, I think you were headed that way as well. You have this photorealistic style, and it's only the poo. I think the poo is made in a different way, and the butthole. And I'm also wondering how you made the butthole, because it's not a real one. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. uh, you yeah. never know. I, you haven't seen anything yet. The, the idea of the, the, was to have 2D animation um, superimposed on like almost photorealistic backgrounds. Uh, but everything was modeled in Maya, so we tried to give the illusion of real sets. So we wanted the animation to be flat 2D, but everything else to kind of have some volume, some depth. The poop was modeled in Maya, and the, 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 the actual but, uh, schwinkter was, um, was not a schwinkter, it was a, an orange, a mandarin orange. And my, my student assistant at, at school, one day, she, she was eating lunch in the office, and she runs over, she goes, Dave, look. So I took my camera and then we composited it. And people are growing, and they're, they're juicing, ugh, yeah. So. That's a good question. Thank you. You might win. <laughs> Thank you. Are there any competitors for this question? It's a good prize. It's a good it's prize. A, oh, it's an okay prize. It's free. It's like a prize in two parts. It's a pr prize in two parts. I've seen it. All right, so we move on to the next film. Thank you very much, can, David. Can I tell my, my joke I just made up at lunch? Oh, please do. <laughs> okay, this is for people who speak Dutch. What's an owl's favorite thing to wear on its head? Hoot. <laughs> okay, sorry, go on. Sorry. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. The next film is called Undivided, and it's by Raz sitting next to me. Yep. So, yes. um, the divided, the undivided title of like being divided into two places and then being literally divided, it sort of shines light on a very current problem that we all have, which is that we're in two, sometimes three, four, five different places at the same time, just simply through our phones and through our actions. You don't propose a solution to this in your film, aside from cutting your fingers off. How, how do you feel that maybe we could bit by bit solve this? Actually, I don't know if I come up with a solution. I maybe made a film of the solution. <laughs> maybe because we don't notice what we are doing. Maybe I'm showing 
like get from a different angle so that we can notice that we are hurting ourselves and maybe hurting other people while doing it. It's uh, disrespectful, it's, it kills relationships, it kills lots of things. So maybe this, the film can be part of a solution just to notice what we are in right now. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? What can this thing that I'm doing without noticing can lead to? Maybe? I don't know. No, absolutely. Okay. I think it's also very interesting that you've chosen a style that is very aesthetically similar to the style that keeps on pulling us into our phones to pull us into your film. Where did your art direction come from? Uh, actually, I got uh, inspired from different places. Uh, for the style of, uh, like, you know, the UPA backgrounds, uh, mm -hmm. the, the old uh, cartoons, uh, they had all those lines that's showing, and I like, to, I, I like to incorporate it also in mine, because uh, it also, there's the, you can feel the transparency, and there's also now with this, uh, the digital world that we live, there's this transparency, it's not a slash, privacy uh, thing and yeah, I uh, we think we, we, we put all our private things outside and everything is outside but there is no transparency so when I use these lines so it was come somehow communicated that idea as well so anyhow I used it it was beautiful and uh, there's also the Picasso you know the distorted faces so I got as well inspired from those because uh, it really shows what's inside and we have, uh, we have this problem as well. We show something, like our profile picture shows something, but we on the inside there's something else. So as well, I try to incorporate that as in this film so you can see these faces. It's, they're somehow distorted uh, visually, I mean. And it shows what's really inside, maybe. Uh, so visually, I can tell you mainly, mainly this, yeah, visually speaking. Thank you very much. Thank you. Are there any questions from the audience now that you've seen the whole film? Did you ever actually cut yourself when you were cooking? Is that what inspired it, or just that was just the idea? Uh, uh, or did you ever have any like sort of accidents that you were, happened when you were distracted by technology that inspired the film? No, actually. Uh, <laughs> She's like, no. No, I'm just trying to remember where did that idea come, came from. I don't know. I don't know why I cut the fingers. Maybe I was trying to hurt her some way. And I didn't know if I burned her or cut her fingers. And visually, it was beautiful to see the phone and the fingers. So I cut all her four fingers. It's uh, a better warning to the people. Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, it, I, I don't know which is more terrifying, to be burned or to be cut. But cutting to for the, the, the love four fingers is irreplaceable, maybe. The four fingers are irreplaceable, maybe. If you get burned, yeah. your skin will green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, actually. I'm sorry for the character that I cut her fingers. <laughs> I'm sure she's fine. I believe so. Yeah. I Thank so. you very much. Uh, I thought it was really noticeable that when she was like in that digital world, like sometimes she would be missing arms because her arms were busy in the real world. Yep. Why was that? <laughs> uh, because uh, we automatically, uh, like when you're really cooking and you're really stirring something and you're in the phone, you really do stir it automatically without even knowing. At, uh, and. Uh, 
you continue doing it mechanically. I think it, uh, all of the things uh, from all of the scenes or the shots uh, were inspired from real observations. So uh, maybe that's why I, I did it. And, and, and you really, when you, when you search for your arm somehow, you try to get it back. And, and that's the dividedness, I believe. Yeah, and visually to show that this character is being divided, it's aesthetically beautiful to divide it, literally. Maybe. It definitely makes for a very ironic twist to the title. Yeah, yeah the undivided. Like, actually, the, the title came from being, they say, undivided attention. Mm -hmm. So, and we lack this, the undivided attention. So it was also the, somehow a twist, or an undivided and divided. Good. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. Can we have a... Big click hand. Thank you very much. All right, so we move on to room 29 by uh, Geertrui Geert de Velder. Yeah. There's a few things about this that strike me. Um, there is the orange, which makes me think prison, and then there are the walls, which make me think prison. And then there is this solitude, but at the same time, there is this man's absolute love for concrete. And I was thinking maybe this strange title that you've picked, Room 29 or 22? Um, <laughs> room 29, sorry, just for anyone who wasn't here earlier. Um, might that shed, shine some light on what this film means? Maybe I should explain how it's how I started this project. Um, it was like a script writing course and we had to mix up each other's childhood memories. And at some point I got this character who had his OCD uh, thing that he wanted everything neat and clean. And you know, when you have uh, three glasses, they have to be on the same line and they have to be perfectly placed next to each other. Uh, so the guy was completely lost in his obsessive behavior of putting everything straight and neat and clean. Um, and then I put him, I made this character, I put him in the room and, and in some way it felt like a prison. It could be like a, psych, a psychiatric institution or it could be just his room. Um, but he's, he's kept in this room and he cannot escape and he loves the walls but he also has to see these walls every day again. And Actually I didn't intend to make such a it's not like a really happy movie, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit dark. Um, but it just, it started from the obsessive behavior and uh, he's trapped in there and he cannot escape. If that's sort of an answer to your question. A little bit. I still don't know what, what the number 29 stands for. Um, as an animator, you're trapped in your own animation room. And so I felt sometimes like the guy I was stuck in my little room and 29 was the animation room in my school I was <laughs> working. So the dark just got darker. <laughs> all right, so Sorry. actually, no, don't worry about it. We all appreciate it. Um, you're actually falling right in a line of uh, a long tradition of weird stop motion animators with very dark, obsessive behavior about, about materials. Uh, not a bad line to be in. Um, but it strikes me that in a film about concrete, the actual material of concrete is missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me more? 
Well, actually, I didn't write the text. I, I asked a writer to help me and to imagine what this character would say and what, what his thought would be. And he said, I imagined this character that he really likes concrete. I was like, yeah, that's, that could be cool. So it's actually just by accident that the character likes so much concrete. Uh, I imagine in his past he was like this, this builder or uh, built houses or something. And that was after you'd already shot the film? Yeah, everything was... was It's happening at the same time. Like I, I was making, I was shooting some images, and then the the writer was writing, and suddenly there was this concrete, and then there was more images in the room. So it, it just happened at the same time and by accident. <laughs> okay. And uh, last, possibly dark question. Now that you've revealed that technically it is kind of also you. <laughs> um, the character completely falls apart at some point and breaks down into not even like an armature but tinfoil that then can crumble as well like he's very fragile mm -hmm. is that a personal state or was that an accident um actually i was animating and suddenly i was like no we have to, there has to be more and he was still moving and moving and suddenly there was a piece of clay that ripped off I was like oh shit my character I thought, yeah, it might be fun to just go on, and then suddenly the character was completely destroying herself, or I destroyed him. Um, the thing was, I was still shooting, and then I had to shoot more scenes, so I had to fix him up again. And that's why, in the end, he's also sitting again proper and clean, because when you destroy yourself, in the end, you're put again in, in the beginning, and you can repeat destroying yourself. It's really not that dark, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes films tell their own stories and you just have to let it happen as a maker, I think. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Are there any questions from the audience? Uh, you have very deep sound design. Uh, as I understand, it's a separate person or you? I made it. Uh, actually, I went to the basement of my school uh -huh. and there was some... They're making something there. There's like a big construction uh, scene. So I just used the materials with close to my microphone and recorded that room. Uh, so it's actually the recording of our school's basement. <laughs> cool, cool, because uh, you know all these little sounds, uh, they are very inside of the hero and all of his uh, inside uh, problems and all of like all these sounds, you know, you just from the um, start, mm -hmm. you start to feel the, uh, the character. And like, can you tell more like, or it also was like the experiment and you just find touch um, materials? Experimenting and putting this sound next to the other sound and then mix them and, and yeah, it's just by hearing and, and seeing, okay, this works with that. And then we put some more water there and then some more concrete. And yeah, suddenly there was like this soundtrack. <laughs> armatures and decide uh, to use foil how to say it foil, foil. Uh, I mean the material inside of uh, the clay I don't know how it will be in English yeah I think that was too much like I love this just the sound of the room because he's in his room and everything is, is about his room and the character in this room and actually I really like the sound of, of how clothing is moving but I thought it wasn't fitting uh, But it's harder to work with the foil if you will just, you know, do the armature. You can, like, 
movement, it will be more easier. Well, actually, the character was also, I created him very badly, so he couldn't move very well. That's why he's also moving like this a little bit, but just it wasn't possible to do it smoothly. But I thought it was, it, it, um, it fitted the character because he's also uh -huh. not okay. so smooth. Thank you. Maybe again a question for all of you, but what's the next project? I mean, we've got different generations here, so what does this mean for you? Bachelor, I think, someone's graduated, you're graduating? Yeah. Yeah, okay. so I'm, and you're probably on to your next project, but just curious what everybody's doing next. I, well, I have two films I have to finish. The first is kind of a goofy film that I had an idea, for which I had an idea when I was a student, and I have, I've had it taped to my wall for a million years, and it's a story about a guy who wears a cat on his head, that the family cat on his head to keep his bald head warm, and the wife doesn't like it, so they have a kind of a conflict. But that's a short film. And the, ne the uh, next one I'm doing is a film called Centaur Hunter. But it's kind of a, it's kind of a more serious film about uh, the negative effects of, I guess, revenge, you know, and forgiveness, that kind of thing. So hopefully it'll be here next year, maybe, no, sometime. Um, I'm working on my master project. And um, I fell in love with sign language and with deafness and how they experience sound and movement. And because it's not because they're deaf that people cannot hear sound or experience sound. So I'm working on a project with, with the sign language and the deafness. Yeah, it's a bit... I have to work on it, so it's very... Uh, stop motion again? Stop motion again, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm, I actually graduated and I started uh, work at a, an agency, so I'm not thinking about anything uh, animation right now and a, a short film in, uh, independent. I'm actually helping my mother do a cookbook, if anybody's interested, <laughs> that's my next project somehow. So maybe afterwards I'll find the time, I don't know, to be honest. Animate the cookbook. I, I can do that, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the cut finger, no, no, no. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Any other questions? Oh, can I, for the gentleman in the back, taped to the bottom of that middle chair is a, is a in the front here, is a space butthole postcard good for one beer anytime you want. You bring it to me and I'll get you a beer. Awesome. All right. All right. Wait, no, oh. no clapping. I'm not done. I have one final know, question for, for you. Beer. Ah, for the beer, yes. For the beer. Sorry. Go ahead and clap for the beer. Clapping for alcohol. <laughs> Good animation festival. Um, well, I have one alcohol. final question for all of you, which is what, and I'm sorry, I'm going to get philosophical on you. What, in your opinion, is the great power of animation? Would you guys like to go? <laughs> if you have an idea, you can. I have an idea. <laughs> well, look, I mean, animation, the, the cool, coolest thing about animation is you can do anything. You know, there's, there doesn't have to be perspective. There doesn't have to be laws of the universe or physics. You can, you can do anything you want. Cut your fingers off. You can be in two places at once. And I think it's just, it, you can do anything. So I think it's maybe, an, a, and I go to festivals sometimes. I go to festivals a lot. But I'll watch a film, and I think to myself that if I was locked in a room for 100 years, I would never have thought of doing it the way these people do it. So I just, I think there's so, it's, it's an infinite amount of ways you can tell stories or express yourself. Yeah. So I think it's fantastic. I think I want to add, but it's quite similar as your answer. Like, when you have a dream, and you think about a goofy monster or about space bottles, you can just make it. Just do it. If you want to make like a live action movie, you have to think, I have to choose a nice butt or, um, <laughs> yeah. or I have to film this butt. And, uh, yeah. But as an animator, you can just... 
put it there. Make the butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Draw the butt. <laughs> Cut it out. Yeah. Yeah, and for animated movies, it's yeah, you don't have the limit, and as well as uh, uh, you can do whatever you want, and nobody is it's it's acceptable. If in and in live action you do something and it doesn't work, maybe people will say this. It, it's you can go outside of the physical laws. You can go outside of every law, and you can do it as as in a dream. You can be here and there at the same time, and and you can accept dreams and you can accept animation. But I think in a live action, maybe you'll question more. Why does this character look like this? I don't know. Thank you. That was a really beautiful, beautiful sort of sentence. If you can accept dreams, you can accept animation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to steal that. No, that was <laughs> great. Uh, thank you all so very much. I hope to see you all again here tomorrow too when we have a fresh set of filmmakers. And please do go and see these films on the big screen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks to Anna, as well as Hetra, Araz and David for sharing those insights into their work. And we'll be bringing you more from these sessions over the course of the week. So keep checking back at squiggly.co.uk, at squiggly on Twitter, at squiggly animation on Instagram, and squiggly magazine on Facebook to make sure you're in the loop. To keep up to speed with the Click Festival, check them out at klik.amsterdam. This year's edition wrapped in October, but there's more to come. In fact, they recently announced that they're pairing up with the Holland Animation Film Festival, HAF, who was seemingly no more back in January. So that is tremendous news to many, I'm sure. Well, I'll be back with episode two soon. Until then, happy animating. <laughs>